Alhamdulillah, the last 10 nights are upon us. And if we are alive right now, we are literally in one of the best situations of our life. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to take advantage of this barakah, of this complete blessing at the, the max capacity. But here's the thing. In this podcast, what we're going to make sure you get are the best things you can be doing in these 10 nights, whether you're fasting and praying or you're not able to. We know there's those, those two categories of women, the ones who are like going to be striving or need the motivation to strive and those who are feeling a bit bummed out because you can't pray and fast due to your time of the month and we got you. No worries. You're going to get advice in this one. So let's go. Let's find how we can use these days to maximize our ability to get close to Allah and reach the best levels of ourselves. Let's go. Hello, Sama alaikum. Thank you so much for joining us for the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you three times a week in Ramadan. Excited to be with you in the 10 days the last 10 nights are upon us. So Ramadan is coming to a close. It kind of went pretty fast. I'm sure you noticed, right? It's how it happens when something, um, there's just, the time is running. We feel like we had more time. And maybe some of us, we didn't reach all the goals we wanted to reach, but that's okay because in these last 10 nights, we can really kind of bring it back. And so if you kind of went off, and, and this is the thing I want to address to a lot of women, about mid-ish Ramadan, it gets really difficult for women. Sometimes they just completely fall off the boat. Like their their goals are abandoned or they're just like not in a mood or they just feel bad or something bad happens to them and they can feel the, the shift in their heart. Like they started off a bit stronger and now there's that shift. But here's the thing, as that last 10 nights come in, it's a really important rahman, a mercy and a great opportunity to bring it back. And so I hope that this podcast, you can find some of that motivation. And in our past podcast, if, you, like, if you've missed them, we had an entire series on the window into Jannah. A lot of you guys have been going crazy over it, actually DMing me and saying, you want more? And part of that series, like more information on Jenna. So we're thinking of coming back and doing a part two on it, but we will keep you posted on that because we had some other things lined up. We started a bit of a mini series that I will do on just like to be a very strong woman. And I, I did the last podcast and how to be fierce over feminist and oppressed because a lot of us have a misunderstanding of like what to be a good Muslim means. We think it means to be quiet and permissive. And, and it doesn't mean that it means to be to be actually strong and you can make mistakes and you can like sin and come back and still go to Jannah type of thing. So we have an amazing story in there of um, Hafsa, and so you can check that last podcast out, 322. But if you want to check out the Jannah series, the one before that, that might give you that little inspiration of we're all striving for Jannah, but what does Jannah look like, feel like, taste like, smell like, like it's it's all there in, in great detail. And so alhamdulillah, thank you guys for loving it. And if you like lack that motivation, you might want to go back and check out some of those as well. And um, today we're going to talk a little bit also inside, I'm just going to throw in some bonus tips on kind of that mercy, the beautiful mercies for motivation. And so I will give you a bit of that as well. I'll inject those in. But thank you. I just want to say lastly, 
Thank you so much for the women who have been leaving amazing reviews on Apple Podcasts. I've, I've had women literally tell me I have stopped the podcast, paused it, and um, just lift, let, left a review. And we've had so many recently. I've been sitting there reading through them. And just in particular, I happened to reach out and speak to one of the sisters that left us a review yesterday. So shout out to Sister Ikra. Thank you so much for leaving just a beautiful review. She mentioned how it was like a gift to her at the podcast. And I just want to say thank you for all the other other sisters. If you haven't already, leave us a review. We love to read them. I'm reading them personally. I'm sometimes reaching out to the women who have written them and you know, doing like a call with them. I love it. Thank you, ladies, so much. We are here to serve you. And it helps other women to actually find us and to know this is a place to get help. So as a good deed in these last 10 nights, if you could leave one with the intention of doing it to help another sister find hair, find help, find advice, it would be an amazing deed. And we would be so appreciative as well because it helps us help more women. Thank you so much. All right. The last thing I want to thank you guys for is a lot of you guys have been also um, participating in our revert project. We have only um, 10 days left in Ramadan if you want to participate in that. And we have started a real help for women who are new Muslims. And so many of you have donated to our project where we're going to be giving them um gift packages and um, lots of what we have here at Mindful Muslim completely for free. And whether it's just packages for community or educational packages, just getting them on their way, knowing that after we helped them make shahad that we didn't just abandon them. So thank you so much. We've had such generous love and feedback and donations. So thank you so much. And if you want to do that, you want to use that as part of your last 10 uh, days. And by the way, this will be going towards something similar to building a school or building a mosque because this will be the foundational part of it where it will just reciprocate year after year after year. So it's not a one-time good deed you did. That will be back for you tenfold fold just over and over and over. So I put the link below. Um, we have two. We have it on our website. We also have it on LaunchGood. So I put them below and thank you so much. And definitely if you get a moment, participate in that because when we pass, all that's left is our deeds. Okay. Thank you ladies. Let's go straight into the podcast. I wanted to give a just shout out to those women and the thanks because you guys have been just amazing. And for all the new women that are here, we are so happy to have you. And for the longtime listeners, we love you guys. We're just, you're so dedicated and you're so loyal. And many of you reach out to me and just want to say like the connection and the family that we're building here within this podcast. It's not just a podcast, ladies. If you've been listening, we have so much more beyond this podcast that we've built because of you. We have an entire website, www.mindful-muslimah.com, where we have way more free resources, free classes. We have a book club coming up. Um, alhamdulillah, very excited. I can't wait to spend more time in those places with you. All right. So today we're talking about the last 10 nights and how we can make the most out of them. But first we have to do the obvious thing, which is understanding the benefits of seeking Laytul Qadr. And Laytul Qadr within the 10 nights is great. So let's just mention that. So within those 10 nights, nobody knows when this amazing night of power is, but we're always seeking it. So what I generally do is I have all my books out. If you could see me right now, I'm like sitting next to a basket of books and I have my little, um, like this little like 
um, I don't you say it like a coffee little table thing I could set up. I sit down in my living room on the floor and I, I get, usually at night I have like my, my water or I have my coffee or I have fruits or something. And then I'm just sitting there and just reading and, um, journaling and just absorbing and reading Quran. Then I will pause and I will go and like pray. Then I will come back and I'll do some more. And today we're going to talk about in the podcast is how it, everybody should have a different Laylatul Qadr in terms of like whatever you're striving for. But I'm going to give you more specifics. But my point is my husband and I in the house and with the kids, it is like their favorite time of the year. And I don't want to say it's like the equivalent of Christmas, astaghfirullah, you know, because nobody wants to celebrate Christmas from if they're Muslim. But I'm saying like that excitement that many people talk about, you'll see it in, in the social media or in society of those times of years for those people. Like we create these um, nostalgic times for our kids as well. I'll make additional special sweets. I'll do like all this stuff. Um, in this podcast, I'm going to give you very specific tips and things from the Islamic perspective. But I just want to share a little something Something personal that like for us we really make it this like special time and my kids get really sad when Ramadan leaves because they feel like they've had so much additional time with us and just like it's just such an amazing family time now if you're alone and you don't have a family and you're celebrating Ramadan it just means you're in a different season of your life you're in a different chapter of your life there were times where I did not have family or I was not married and I was very disconnected from my family who wasn't as practicing and so I know those times too so I don't want you to hear me say that and feel any kind of way I'm telling you it should be a special time regardless, however you do it. I was just sharing some of what we're doing, but there were definitely times in my life where I didn't have that support. And so I just want you to know whatever season or chapter in your life you're going through right now, and um, this is just your time and your transition or your 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 time to 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 reach levels of yourself that you that Allah needs you to reach right now in order to get to the next one and the next one and the next one. And um, the last personal thing, I'm just giving some personal things of what I do and you guys like to ask me and maybe I'm going to be doing this on YouTube as well. Um, is that I spend this time alone a lot. Even though I do spend it with my family, I spend it alone. I used to back in the day when I felt like I really needed community, I used to like crave community, just like run to the mosque and stuff like that. But just after the years and just learning and the reward for the woman in the house is actually, it's better for her to be there. And I used to always, I still will go to the mosque and I will still do these things, but I look at this time as a time of seclusion. And actually that was the time, that's the way Rasulullah he did it as well. He would run to the cave of Hira and he would be alone with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in depths he has never been like on any other time so it is something it's funny when um the coronavirus came in those years in 2020 it was just horrific for people can't go to the mosque can't have community can't. it forced people to face themselves and a lot of people came out of that with a lot of mental um health concerns or issues or scares because they had been running away from themselves so long so busy, so busy with their schedule, busy with work, busy, 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 and running away from themselves to the point where they, they couldn't face, everything was closed outside, right? And and so people had to face themselves in a way they never have before. And some of the people came out of that stronger. They were like, subhanAllah, I made self-realization and da, da, da. And some people, it broke them. And so what I want to say to you right now is in this time of Ramadan, in these last 10 nights, this is a time for the depth of reflection like you've never had before. I'm going to give you some really quick tips here and how to, to make the most out of these 10 nights. But I just want to share personally that I've even come to this point in my life where I really value and I crave that stuff and I find that it is just 
this connection with Allah I've never reached before because of that seclusion. So if you're alone, it's actually not a bad thing. It's actually the prime time to be alone, to be honest. So I just want to throw that out there because I know I said family and I know it can be triggering for some people. And so whether you're with your family or not, you have support or not, find that time alone with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and take advantage of this time. Don't, don't let it pass by. So the, now the, the, the night of power is one of these most sacred nights in the Islamic calendar. And it takes place in one of the last 10 days. We don't know which it is. And it was which the Quran was revealed to the Prophet, peace be upon him. And it's also believed to be the night in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows the greatest mercy to his creation. And the night in which one's fate is decreed. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, the night of decree is better than a thousand months, right? In 97.3. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, whoever prays laid the Qadr out of faith and sincerity, right? We're not just praying because we're supposed to. We like really mean it. Shall have all their past sins forgiven, right? And this is in Bukhari and Muslim. So we're sincerely praying for a lot of forgiveness. We're reciting a lot of Quran. We're sending salawats on the Prophet, peace be upon him. We're doing these additional prayers, these acts of worship. Like we're, we're just going all out in these last two nights. And the way I would liken it for you guys is like a marathon. Imagine you have to do, or like you want to do like a 10K run, right? You know, you start off at this pace and you're like going along probably like 75% and you're pretty tired. You're like, I'm kind of wanting to give up. You know what? I did a great job. This is enough. You know, like this is how we talk to ourselves, right? But it's not the time for that. It's not the time to give up. It's the time to push forward. SubhanAllah. And you know, um, one on the authority of Suhaib, the Prophet peace be upon him said, um, amazing is the affair of the believer. Verily, all of his affairs are good. And this is not for the one except for the believer. If something of good or happiness befalls him, he is grateful and that is good for him. And if something of harm befalls him, he is patient. And that is good for him. And that is in Sahih Muslim. So sometimes within Ramadan, you might have come across some things that are really challenging. And the Prophet said, like, the believer, it's just his perspective. He's going to grab whatever and he's not going to let things hold him back. Like, if stuff bad is happening, he's going to be like, Alhamdulillah. And stuff good happening, he's going to be like, Alhamdulillah. He's not going to lose focus. And so I want us not to lose focus, subhanAllah. And um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees all your pain. I just want to remind us that Aisha reported that the Messenger of Allah, peace and blessings upon him said, no believer is pricked by a thorn or more, but that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will raise him one degree in status or erase a sin. So every pain you're going through, every difficulty, your 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 fatigue. Oh my gosh, guys, I am so tired lately. Um, The other day... <laughs> I got so sad because I was like on the couch and my daughter, my kids were very sick, by the way. They they fell into an illness this Ramadan. And so I was holding my daughter and subhanAllah and hugging her on the couch. And she said, mommy, I don't feel good. And I'm doing that. And I had put in my intention to get up and to do more Quran, to read and to pray more prayers. And I passed out on the couch, honestly, out of exhaustion from just it's Ramadan. You know, we're all trying our best. And I did. And then my husband, I wake up to my husband in front of me, not like directly in front, but like, you know, in front of me and he's praying and it's like one something in the morning. And I'm like, subhanAllah, what happened? And he's like, you've been knocked out the whole time. And I'm like, no, I lost the time I wanted to do. So all of us have those moments where our body just gives up on us. We're just, it's just like, nope not going to get up. And I know that it happens to me too. There's no one that doesn't happen to you. We are all human, but just know that like if any type of difficulty you've been going through, you've been staying up with kids, you haven't been able to pray Quran that much, read Quran that much, pray as much as you wanted to because you're busy helping other people, being a mom, being a wife, working, your schedule just lets you do a little bit of something when you get home. There's studies, you have exams, like I get it. It's like 
Allah sees your pain and not one bit of it is not recognized and it's going to elevate you or erase a sin. So alhamdulillah, So inshallah, we're going to talk about today. I'm going to give you some advice on some of the best ways. And the number one thing I'm going to say in this time, my number one piece of advice, or like my first piece of advice, excuse me, is take a vacation for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We need to take a break from anything we can possibly take a break from to only spend time with Allah right now. So if you're no, if you're able to literally take off from work, even a day or two or three, whatever, take off from work. If you're able to um, just like like limit your schedule a bit for work, limit your schedule. This is not the time to um, engage in worldly things as much. This is the time to scale back. Now, if you don't have that option, okay, but are there other things you can scale back on to give more time to Allah? We need to shift the, our, our timetable, our schedule to have more time for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He sometimes takes the back burner. Let's be honest, ladies. You know, we have so much. When we get to it, we'll read more. Of the, this is not the time of the year to have this attitude. We kind of like kind of say, look, where can I pull time from? Can I do less of this or more of that? And so that's the time. Number two is if you're able to, you can do etikaf. It was practiced by the prophet, peace be upon him, and his wives. So some people will say women cannot make etikaf. That's absolutely not true. And the and the wives of the prophet, peace be upon him, they made etikaf. And so in that, you don't go outside the mosque in, in, except in case of emergencies. Therefore, they usually sleep in the mosque. Their families or the Medjid administration generally usually takes care of their food, their needs. And it's a short period of time. Um, and you can do it like partial or, or, or full or like if this is something you feel you can do and you want to try to do it, you go right ahead. If you feel it's not something for you, then don't do that. But I'm just giving you some options of things that were sunnah that are great to do. Um, another thing is to make special dua in this time. Aisha, um, may Allah be pleased with her, said, I asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, O Messenger of Allah, if I know what night is the night of Qadr, what should I say during it? And he said, say, O Allah, you are pardoning and you love to pardon, so pardon me. And this literally um, is the, is the, one of the most popular du'as or the famous du'as of the Prophet. And so if you can, take this one, if you took nothing else, ladies, take this one, write it down. The du'a, which is um, in the translation um, for Arabic, you will say it in Arabic, you will say it in English. Ladies, at the end of the day, just say it. Say it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so it is, oh Allah, you are pardoning and you love to pardon, so pardon me. And this is very, very famous. And so if you go Google it online, you'll find it. And um, and please say this constantly. Like that's, I'm, I'm walking around the house saying it. I'm cleaning and saying it. I'm, I'm, you know, no matter what I'm doing, lying in my bed, I'm saying it. Oh Allah, forgive me. Oh Allah, forgive me. Oh Allah, forgive me. The other one is recite Quran as much as you can. Perhaps you choose one particular surah or more. Just literally, ladies, increase in everything. Now, here's the thing. Some people get all like, go big or go home and they overwhelm themselves and they like do amazing for the first night or two and then they end up like just totally losing it and just like giving up and so what I want to say is we have to make sure we pace ourselves in anything that we do so when I say increase I don't want you to hear all these things I'm saying and think you have to do all of them I'm just giving you kind of like a smorgasbord of options and what I want to say is some of these things um, I'm going to get more specific into women like who cannot pray or fast but I'm just saying in general for the believer who is able to these are great things to do and reflecting on the Quran, like ladies, when I say Allah, like Rasulullah he was like in the cave of Hira, he was qu quiet, he was alone. He is pondering, he is thinking. If it's one ayat of Quran, like how can I implement that ayat of Quran in my life? What can I do? So you're reading the Quran, you're you're reflecting, you're pondering. 
And you really, really need to focus on getting your sins wiped out. This is an amazing time. If you're carrying guilt of any kind, if you're feeling like, I didn't really do so amazing this past year from the last Ramadan to this one, I was going to do all, you know, this more uh, memorization of, of Quran or, or improve in my Arabic, or I was going to pray on time better. Like if you failed in that, this is the time to get your sins wiped out. Abu Hurairah um, narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, whoever stands in prayer and laid the Qadr, while nourishing his faith with self-evaluation, expecting reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, will have all of his previous sins forgiven, like we mentioned earlier in the podcast. So don't just pray using the short source. Try to make your prayers a bit longer. And, you know, you're allowed, if it's a sunnah prayer, to hold the mushaf and to read from it and to do this. But at the end of the day, the point is, ladies, this is an amazing time to knock out. And if you, you know, all the previous things. And I mentioned in the last podcast in 322, we had the story of Hafsa, right? I mentioned to you that Hafsa had done some things where she, even in one case, it's the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, but she even um, kind of conspired, or let's say like it's like a, a small sin there, the way she conspired against the Prophet, peace be upon him, her own husband, right? Sometimes we make mistakes as women. And she made tawbah so she did this particular thing that wasn't so amazing she made tawbah and then even jibreel at the time where she was having a, a bad marital relationship with the prophet peace be upon because yep that stuff happened back then he actually interceded with her and told the prophet that she will be one of his wives in jannah so what i want you to take from that story or there's a couple of stories in there you can go back and listen like i said in episode 22 is that she made mistakes but the reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loved her is she made tawbah and she corrected them and to the point where even Allah was saying she will be one of your wives in Jannah. So what does this mean? This means if I'm making mistakes, I should be actively making tawbah, asking for forgiveness and believing Allah is most merciful. And so we see the examples that that is true and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most truthful. And so maybe you want to make a personal dua list also. Like think about all the things that you really need help with in your life right now. Maybe you want to just like just totally take out a pen and paper and just write them down just feverishly and then just keep asking for them over and over. For myself, for example, because I'm a mom, I have a list like this for my kids, just asking, 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 so we don't forget anything. We take full advantage. And the last thing that I will say is, is really seriously evaluate yourself. I'm telling you, this is one of the best things. Ask yourself those questions that need to be asked. Do an evaluation. Let this evaluation lead you to feel happiness for the good that you've done and, and remorse for the bad you've done. And so at the end of the day, sincere da'a coupled with this is just like gonna just just how do i say just make you so close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but that self-evaluation that real i had a sister call me the other day she said i've been doing a lot of what you were you said on the podcast we ended up having a, a call a lot of women make 15 minute calls with me i have 45 minute calls ladies those links are below you're more than welcome to reach out to me and so she said you know what this is kind of like one of the best and worst ramadans of my life and i'm like what do you mean and she says it's one of the best because I feel like I'm getting the closest to a lot and getting real with myself. I'm, I'm getting to levels of myself. I'm following what you said in the podcast. And, and she's also a woman who's in Thrive with us. She's like, I'm doing, um, you know, like the activities or the reflections you're telling me about. And she's actually um, also, she's very active. You see, mashallah, she's getting strides because she's trying. She's actually actively, she's not just like listening. I love that women listen on the podcast, but the real action is what you do after the podcast. The real, let's say like, the real, um, how do you say, result is what you do after the podcast. 92% of people uh, uh, passively listen and never do anything. They're all just hopeful, right? We have to actually do something, ladies. So she is actively striving and she says to me, 
And she was in our mentorship program too. She's, she, we're wrapping that up this week. Shout out to the women on the Ramadan Recharge Mentorship Program. And um, so she's like, I'm having a really great time, but it's also super difficult and dark. And I'm like, why? She's like, because I feel like I'm opening up Pandora's box. I'm evaluating myself. I'm evaluating my relationship with Allah. And I'm finally coming to the bottom of why I'm struggling in my life because now I'm realizing my problem is ABC. And I said, you see, you're in the part of your life where it's almost like a butterfly in a cocoon. You're transforming. That's what Ramadan can do for us. It can transform us. We come in as a caterpillar. We come out as a butterfly because what happens is we're finally really saying, you know what? Enough's enough. Let me get real with myself and what's going on. So she did that. And she's like, I realized this is my problem. And I finally got to the bottom of it. But now I need to know how to handle that problem. So what do you suggest? And then we talked about it and I gave her some advice and some next steps. But that's what I'm going to say. That evaluation is key. So in this um, second part of the, of the podcast or the last part of the podcast, I want to talk to you about what you can do if you cannot fast or pray in the last 10 nights. Okay, so if that is a problem with you and you cannot uh, fast or pray in the last 10 nights, I want to tell you that this is um, a really amazing time for you as well. It is not going to be not an amazing time for you. So let's understand that while everyone else is gearing up for this, these last 10 nights, it can feel like, oh, I'm going to miss out on the barakah. Absolutely not. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew there would be women who could not fast or pray. He never said only the people who are fasting and praying will get the benefit of these 10 nights. Nope. The Quran is going to give us um, this amazing ability. So one of my first suggestions is you take if you take the opinion and some people will say, oh, I can't hold the Quran. I get this and this. Yeah, but you can use a copy in English translation. You can use your phone. You can um, you can hear a, a, a sheikh recite and you can recite after him. And, you know, check with your local imam or something if you have particular questions about these things. But the priority is that you're maintaining a strong connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the Quran. And like the Prophet, peace be upon him, said when Aisha, she had her menses and she had to, she was afraid to approach the, the Prophet regarding certain things. He said, your menses are not in your hand. Like, so even though you're not supposed to really like touch the Quran and stuff like that, like, like in an Arabic translation, at the same time, there's many other things that we can touch and we can do to connect with the Quran. And so like, there's, you know, gosh, it's 2022 guys, you know, the audio recordings, like the access that we have to alternatives is just incredible. So Alhamdulillah, you know, we want to make sure that we take advantage of that. Number two, da'a, da'a. Look, the person who's fasting and praying is, is supposed to increase their da'a. Well, yes. We can do that as well, right? If we're not able to fast or pray. So we're finding your da'a list. Um, choosing the best of da'as like we mentioned before that the Prophet used about pardoning. And so all these things. Dhikr and astaghfar. These are things that people, again, who are fasting and praying are supposed to be doing. And guess what? You too. So dhikr and astaghfar. Dhikr is when you're remembering Allah. So no matter what, I'm walking around my house, I'm cooking, I'm cleaning. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, Allahu akbar, hasbunallah, wa ni'amunukil. I'm just like boom, 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 boom. And if you don't speak Arabic, you just like, I literally have, by the way, big announcement, just reminded myself as I'm staring at the book and recording the podcast, Fortress of the Muslim. I put this on my um, Instagram that this is this little black dog book. I've used it for decades and recently um, on my Instagram, I showed myself buying a new copy from um, Amazon and feeling so excited because like, my other one was so tattered and I really just needed a, a new one. And then I was speaking to a sister who I will remain nameless, but only say make dua for her. And she and her and I, we were like, 
uh, she, I think she approached me that she wanted to do something and then I approached her with the idea. But either way, may Allah count it for both of us, we decided we wanted to do something good together. Like Omar radiallahu and Abu Bakr radiallahu, like they raced for good. They were like best of friends and they're like, let's compete for the akhirah. Like what can we do together to like both reach Jannah? And so her and I together were like, let's do a giveaway. Yeah, let's give away as many of these da'a books as we can. So we're going to start off with 10 right now just to get those going. And so inshallah, if you're listening to this podcast, sometime within the next 24 hours on my Instagram, so make sure you follow me on Instagram, I'm going to be doing a post where I'm going to be giving away a copy of The Fortress of the Muslim. And not just one, I'm going to give away 10 copies. So we just did two giveaways, by the way. One was for the clear Quran. One of the sisters got that. We shouted her out on Instagram. We shared her picture. And another sister who got our book haul from Crescent Moon Bookstore, shout out to them. Definitely um, make sure that you check out their store. I always go there myself. And so she won a bunch of books from there. And now we're going to do another one. And this da'a book is just amazing. So I am going to be carrying this in my hand all 10 nights. So if you have a copy too, you're going to be with me too. And so inshallah, we're probably going to run this giveaway for like two days. And then we'll want to make sure we give it out um, right away. We send them to your home on Amazon. This one we're only going to be able to do for U.S. Um, U.S. listeners, I'm so sorry, only because of the shipping and we want to get it to you really fast. And so alhamdulillah, definitely look out for that on Instagram. But yeah, so I have that little black dog book. I'm just like, there's a lot of uh, astaghfar, um, saying sorry to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know. Um, and so at the end of the day, when you're you're thinking, oh, I can't participate, the first couple of things I just said, um, Quran, dua, dhikr, astaghfar, these are all things that the people who are fasting and praying are supposed to do it too. So you are not isolated from them. Now, some sisters are going to say, but I can't pray, but I can't fast. Okay. But Allah knew that. Ladies, we have to start trusting the process of Allah and stop thinking that we're being left out. We're supposed to pivot to doing other things. We're always going to have our period, even outside of Ramadan. This is like a fact of life. What are you going to do to stay connected? You know that time's coming. It's not like it was a big surprise when it comes every month, right? Sadaqa. Sadaqa is also like charity of any kind. It could be like helping a neighbor out who's also fasting, who's a Muslim and knowing it's hard for them. You could bring in their garbage pails. You could sweep the front of their thing. You could like help a sister, like I mentioned before, babysit their kids. Or if you're um, a young student, you could help your mom more in the kitchen. I know students are always talking about that. Like, oh, I should probably help my mom more. Yes. You see your mom fasting and struggling. Yes. And guys, we don't have to have amazing relationships with other people to help them, by the way. The Prophet, peace be upon him, he was always kind to people, even if they were not kind to him. And that just goes to show us that we don't have to wait for people to always be amazing. You still make dua for them. You still help them. Why? Why, mindful Muslim? They don't deserve it. You don't know how bad they were with me. But see, that's the thing is that's why we're getting it twisted. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to judge you, judge me based on how we treat people. He's not going to judge us when we die based on how they treated us. They get their own separate judgment. So if they were bad with us, he's going to take care of that. And all he's asking for us is to give everybody their haq, give everybody their rights. So I wake up every day thinking, how can I give everybody their rights? I don't even care if they don't give me my rights. I mean, I would love if they do. I try to always get my rights. God, you know, if, I, if I'm able to. But if they don't, it has nothing to do with me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-adl. He's the most just He's going to deal with that. I'm just focusing on me. 
doing my part. So giving sadaqah, you can even do donations. I just mentioned earlier in the podcast, we're doing something where we're going to be helping women perpetually. I have the link below. You could pause it right here and you could help on our project or you can go find any project. But you need to understand that sadaqah in this time is an immense barakah. And whoever helps even breaking the fast of a fasting person is going to have the same reward as him without decreasing anything from the reward of the fasting person. So sometimes also, if you're going to go feed people in the mosque, or like my husband and I were just talking about just buying cases of water and bringing them to the mosque and dropping them off. Like how easy is that? Like the people who are going to quench their thirst from fasting is going to be from us. I didn't have to slave all day in the kitchen. Look for those easy ways to get reward. And another sister, she had an amazing idea. She was doing like a little uh, jar and putting different like little pieces of paper in it. And she was like giving them out and they had like little like dhikr and da. Every time somebody's reading those, she's getting reward. How smart is that idea? So like we have so many different things that we could do. Maybe it's sharing an, a, a post, but for the most part, Outside of social media, guys, I would really suggest you to do some real life stuff. Giving sadaqah, um, you know, and just helping other people in this time more than ever is when you're not fasting and, um, and able to pray, incredible reward. So you're not decreased. Spending time reflecting on the Quran and tadabr, again, like how many of these things that I'm giving you as suggestions are similar or equal to the suggestions that are given to the people who are able to fast and pray? So we are a lot more similar to those people than we think. We feel completely cut off sometimes because we can't participate, but it is not. There is so much we can do. And seeking knowledge. So here's the time where you need to get really deep into a a series um, and just open up a notebook and study, right? So for example, I know some people have certain series. I don't promote any particular series because I think everybody, you know, to each his own. But at the end of the day, you you might want to do a YouTube video series and have a notebook open and write stuff and say, like, what of these things can I implement? I'm not suggesting binge watching YouTube. That would be a slight change that could take you down a a rabbit hole that will ruin your lay al-qadr. Be conscious of how much time you're spending on YouTube, on TikTok, on Instagram. It should be the time, like I told you, where you retreat, where you run to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you're alone. It is not the time to indulge in those things. You're going to find me like I sometimes pre-make or pre-post things because I know this time is coming and I still want to support women, but I don't want to harm myself and make sure I have my own time with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you'll see me sometimes on, on, on social media, but I didn't make that in real time sometimes. Sometimes I will. I'll get inspired. I'm doing something in the moment. I'll throw up a story. But for the most part, I try to plan. So if you're able in these last 10 nights to, like I said, plan things, remove things around, it's really, really good. Renew your intention constantly with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shukr, just like gratitude to Allah. I think one of the best things that helped me this year is I focused a lot more than previous years on gratitude. I think there was another year. Every year where I focus on gratitude, I have my best year, I will have to say, like by Allah, by Allah, not because I'm doing anything great myself. But when I actually humble myself to the max as most as possible in that period of time in my life. So if you're able to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and just continuously thank him, thank you for my house, thank you for my kids, thank you for like the fact that you like made my car break down on the highway yesterday. Like I totally know that was for a reason. Alhamdulillah. Like think of every way you can thank Allah and and just recognize the blessings around you. Like going outside and looking at the flowers, listening to the birds, you know, subhanAllah. The last 10 nights of Ramadan are blessed and special. And so even though you're not fasting, menstruating women during this time are not excluded in any way. Actually, many, many acts of worships are amazing opportunities for forgiveness. So don't lose hope. Don't lose that steam. 
in your Ramadan efforts just because you feel like, oh, fasting and praying is excluded. But how many things are not excluded, right? And don't forget that, like I said, giving tzedakah in the last 10 days is considered um, an immense, immense good deed. And um, subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, teaches us through uh, the Prophet, peace be upon him, that the believer's shade on the day of judgment will be their charity. And so subhanAllah, giving tzedakah will give you a shade in the day of judgment in that time. So find opportunities to, good, to do good wherever you are, whether you are fasting and praying or not. Now, I hope some of these suggestions were helpful for you. You can always keep this. You can always bookmark. Ladies, I also suggest if there's any particular podcast that you love, download them, keep them, because you know why? After Ramadan, when you feel tempted, tempted to go back to music, right? I know that's a struggle. And a lot of people come to my podcast during Ramadan because they're trying to run away from music. By the way, I want to do a podcast on music. I haven't done one yet, but I was wondering, what do you think? Let me know on Instagram. Would you like me to make a podcast on music, how to stay away from music if it's hard for you and um, things like that? I would love to know if that's something that you think. And subhanAllah, I'm thinking about doing that one, but I want your opinion because you know we do what you guys love here and it's all about you. So let me know and I'll, I'll see if I can make one if you guys are interested. And the other one is just generally, like make sure in this time that you're just spending your time to really, really, Think about like, I'm going to change my identity. I'm going to walk out of Ramadan a totally different person. I'm not going back to the old me. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all of our ibadah and our du'a. Please keep me in your du'as. I have you in mind. And I'll see you in the next podcast.